Hello, fellow homebrewers. JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brew Built X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brew Built Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full two inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brew Built line of options and add ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brew Built X1 Conical Uni Tanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brew Built Conicals. You can trust Brew Built with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brew Built at morebeer.com. The Brewing Network Sunday session is brought to you by the badasses at More Beer. Visit them at morebeer.com. Great beer is about drinkability. Doesn't matter oh, yeah. the style. You guys are like walking beer Wikipedia. That's the first time that you've ever accepted me as a person. Or you have a fermentation in your gut. Yeah. I'm jet propelled at all times. <laughs> How many guys do you think that you have the privilege to slap? Somebody who's never tasted a commercial example, and this is how you know everything about this beer? Please, you don't. I think that's bullshit. (laughs) I think it's bullshit, too. Wow. Are you guys going to arm wrestle? No. No. We're going to teabag fight. You heard of Junkyard Wars? Can I get another high five, Beavis? (laughs) Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers. Craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. That's right. Good afternoon, everybody. We're live from the National Homebrewers Conference, and uh, there are people here, which is fun. And uh, it's nice to see you all. It's nice to see you all looking in tip-top shape after a great night last night. It's nice to be seen yeah. and to see. Yes. This That's is the first JP. Just uh, There's several people from the Brewing Network staff that I've not seen yet. <laughs> I don't know if they survived the evening or not, but I haven't seen Doc. I know he was escorted home at one point. Right. In like a in a dolly. Like you, did you move the beers with? No. Yeah, he was just you know. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen Sam. I'm not sure if he's alive. I saw him. He's looking fine. He's good. He's doing all right. The last time I saw him, he was being. Um, uh, how do I put it? Violated by Vladimir Putin. <laughs> Putin. There's a picture of it on Facebook. Really? Yes. I would like to see that. Well, that's how we party. Putin came out, and uh, he wanted to go to the after party. We allowed it. Uh, oh, poo-poo, as I like to call him? He asked to violate Sam, and Sam agreed, I guess. <laughs> I don't know how that works. The problem with Doc is we assigned him handlers who had a stash of sour beer in their room. Yeah. And that's not necessarily, in hindsight, they were more, They take. were enablers more than handlers, which was part of the problem. Yeah. I want another beer. You can have another beer, Doc. Okay. <laughs> But we've been having a great week uh, here at the National Homebrewers Conference. We're in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And uh, is anybody in the crowd right here from Michigan in, in front of me? You guys have been just great hosts. And anybody specifically from Grand Rapids, 
because this little town is fantastic. It's pretty good, man. It's like a, it, it has all the things of a big town, but there's nobody here, <laughs> which is great. Yeah. Like it, it has like ten really good beer spots. And it's not, I don't mean that they're empty, but like right. when you walk the streets, you're not running into homeless people. Uh, which, you know, I'm speaking of home. Yes. Uh, San absolutely. Francisco. And it's, it's like a lot of big cities, but without all the shitty stuff. Well, we are close to Detroit, and I think people are just fleeing, and it's kind of the <laughs> right. residual. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff. There's the Gerald R. Ford Museum, the oh. Presidential Museum. Did you go? No, I want to, though. Okay. Yeah. I don't know anything about the beer spots, but I, I see the museum from, I think, huh. I'm a dork. I'm going to go there. You're a fan of Gerald Ford. Well, you know, I think he was the last great president. I don't, I don't know anything about him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's been unique. Uh, we went to uh, several different places. I've been to uh, Hopcat, which is probably my favorite place. I'm a creature mm. of habit, so I, like, find one place that I go there a bunch of times. True. Yeah. Uh, uh, of course, Founders, uh, who hosted the governing committee on Wednesday night, so I got to go try some, some pretty rare beer. There's a beer called, uh, they said it's like their Dark Lord. And I hadn't heard about it, but it was really good. GBK or KBG, LMNOP. Are you thinking of what is it? KPS. KBS. 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 And Kate Bitches Saturdays. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, KBS. And it is on their tap list. They did a very nice uh, VIP thing for the, uh, for the AHA. And, okay. And I got to, I crashed the party. And the. Uh, some people from Michigan were there handing me this beer, and they were like, nobody gets, we don't get to try this beer. We have to pay $100 a bottle and wait in line, <laughs> and, and we wear a wristband. Yeah. It's like a whole, you have to go through security, you get patted down. Great. And it was a, it was a really fantastic beer. And, uh, awesome. So Founders is doing some good things. Um, so I've, I've been enjoying my time. And then we keep going to this karaoke bar, which is across the street from the hotel, is <laughs> yeah. where we keep ending up. Z's. Which is a great name. Doing drunken karaoke. <laughs> Until they close. <laughs> Until they close. I picked up some of the kegs at the ballpark this morning and uh, uh, talked to our, our guy, Mike, and, and uh, he's like, yeah, so where'd you guys end up? Where's the after party? I'm like, well, I went to this terrible karaoke bar. Yeah. And he goes, oh, yeah, you went there? <laughs> yeah. I felt ashamed. Like, of all the great beer spots in the entire city, yeah. we went to the terrible one across the street. It's not bad. They have some good beer. But yeah, they have some decent beer. Yeah. Been, I've been here for four days. I've gone there eight times. What's <laughs> <laughs> well, right across from your hotel, right? I mean, it's uh, yeah. you can fall into that place. And we can stumble home. Right. Now, Tasty, uh, of course, is here with us, and uh, you've been coming to NHC for longer than I have. Maybe a few times, yeah. Not what too many more. This, but this is maybe your, what, 11th no. or 12th year, probably. Maybe it's my 10th, actually. Okay. Yeah. All right. And uh, you gave a, a, talk, a presentation yeah, yesterday. Yeah, first time I spoke at the conference. Yeah, I did that. What was the presentation on? Uh, I talk about uh, brewing consistency. Okay. Yeah. Which, Which is, is that's something kind of I, that sort of thing I did. So, I mean, you know, I, when I came up with a topic that was pretty obvious, you know, I thought I could cover that pretty well. Yeah. yeah. I think you did a great job. I was oh, glad you. you showed up in person instead of just a cartoon. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> you never know when that's just... I, I think I should have. If I'd had the cardboard cutout, we could have used it. <laughs> you could have sat behind the I stage. I could have sat behind the curtain. Yes. Yes, and, yeah. uh, get, and deliver it that way. Uh, I, well, I thought it was a, a really great... Uh, uh, it was a fundamentals presentation to me. Yeah, yeah. You kind of went no, through the No, I didn't break any science there at all. No, no. But, I mean, it wasn't basic 101. <laughs> it was like the fundamentals. If yeah. you're not doing these couple of things, yeah. you mm-hmm. will never repeat that great beer you made. Yeah. You know, yeah. which I, I thought was great. Yeah, what and, to pay attention to. And it was the first time I've seen your brewing system and your brew deck. A lot of people, that's probably the case, yeah. Right. Well, I live near. You've never invited me to your home. <laughs> well, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, in, I'm in Michigan. It's the first time I see your home. Don't be uh, offended by that. Some, uh, some uh, more important people than you, actually. <laughs> 
uh, never, have been invited. And, that's hard uh, to believe. Nobody, nobody has ever been there. Uh, I see. It's I not that I'm embarrassed there. to show up my system. I just can't brew when people there with me. I I can party with them, but I can't brew with them. I see. Yeah, you, I've because, been there. Because They're mutually exclusive. Focus? I just can't focus. It's yeah. no fun unless I can just. You know, juggle all these balls in the air at one time, and as soon as I'm distracted, yeah, they all fall to the floor, and I'm behind, and this isn't clean when I need it, and the kettle's running over and shit like that. I see. Yeah, JP, what were, <laughs> what were you there for? I don't remember. It was a long time ago. Probably juggling balls. Oh yeah, Probably yeah. Ball I, juggling. No, I heard there were ball juggling. No, no, I'm like, no. wait, I can do that. Yeah. A long, a long time ago, I did a, a, a our club all got together there, and we brewed there at one time, like seven or eight systems or something like that. No, no. it's separate. I don't know. It was a long time ago. Really, you were yeah. there? Huh? Oh yeah. Well, we've got Back a few before you were I'll, I'll, I'll check my security log on that. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> do your kids still live with you, Tasty? Yeah, I got one that still does. You do? A rebounder. You're ne- <laughs> rebounder. <laughs> Poor Tasty. He's never going to be alone. Yeah. That's why you're out all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. My dog's being watched. My, yeah, that's why, yeah, I'm out all the time. You don't have to worry about the. Excellent. Yeah, I can call it in. All right. <laughs> well, we got a few guests to speak to today. Uh, some of them I haven't met, so I'm not even sure if they're here, but I'm supposed to talk to the Michigan Hop Alliance. If you're standing in front of me. If not, you're, you were supposed to be here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you missed but, it. <laughs> but that's all right. Uh, it was a unique thing because uh, they, they made a beer here, uh, a homebrew club called the Brewskitos. Okay. Uh, made a beer here of all Michigan ingredients. Oh, right on. Uh, apparently, uh, Michigan has the unique uh, fortune of being able to grow everything <laughs> you need for a beer. And not every state can grow good hops. Right. Mich- Michigan can. Not every state can grow uh, good barley. Apparently, Michigan can. Um, well, we'll find out. Not every state has good water. Right. I'm not sure if Michigan does or not. Maybe they just clean it out. I haven't had water since I've been here. <laughs> uh, anyway, if they make it over here, we'll talk a little bit about that. But we're also, in just a minute, I'm going to take a quick break, but then we're going to get Chris White over um, to talk. Have you seen the new White Labs uh, packaging yet? I have not. I've seen, uh, a, no. fo- I've seen a photo of it uh, from far away, but well, you, I don't know anything about it. You're going to see it today. All right. They've come up with this new, and it's and the important thing is it's not just the packaging, it's how the yeast is made. Okay. And we'll let Whitey talk to us about that. They didn't just do, it wasn't a branding thing where they're like, hey, let's put a shiny new package out, it'll help us sell yeast. They actually recreated the way yeast is, is made. Awesome. And so that's the interesting part, so I thought we'd get him over here to talk about it. And because, you know, you guys all use White Labs, right? I mean, everybody, yeah. Um, well, the vial, like, we all love that vial. It's so easy to use, and it's gone. And then homebrewers are, were, were worried about that. Yeah. But I think now that they've seen the new one, it's it's no big deal. Hmm. I don't know why we attach to things like that. Like, oh, God, it's the vial. It's, people are creatures of habit. Yeah. Like you said, it's not just it's everybody, right? We yeah. like the things. Oh, this is the way it is. This yeah. is how I learned. And I'm never going to change it because anything different is not the way I learned it. Sure. And it's uh, yeah, it's a cool. Thing. And we make up all sorts of reasons of why that is. Like, oh, yeah. it's not going to work the same. It's it's yeast. It's the fine. It's, it's fine. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll find out how. Can it's you going. store your weed in the new packaging? Ah, that's so. That's a good question, yeah. Tasty. Yeah. Uh, I'm a little we'll, concerned about that. Not, we'll not, find that out. not that I don't have hundreds of these uh, vials right. laying around. Yeah, not that everybody what am I doesn't have. Uh, well, apparently for weed. I guess. Right. <laughs> we'll find out. Chris White can answer yeah, the well, tough he questions. Might, he probably had to dress that Can already. we re- reseal our weed in it? That's right. right. And, uh, well, maybe not weed, but uh, heroin. I'm whatever sure you could pack heroin drug in there. Whatever your drug is, yes, yeah. of course. Any of those. I found weed that I can smoke again recently. <laughs> What's what it called? Dandelion? <laughs> no, you know, not, I can't. It is real weed, huh? I, can't, I don't know if any of you. Is, <laughs> yeah. is marijuana legal in Michigan yet? It's become illegal everywhere. Not here? Yeah. No. Am I allowed to talk about you it? You can. You you don't have to ride a motorcycle with a helmet on, but you can't smoke weed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fine. What are you going? What are you going to do? There's no helmet law here. <laughs> no. Huh? Yeah. Seatbelt? Is there a seatbelt law? <laughs> yeah. Driving through, I saw a guy in a little rice rocket 
He had a helmet on. His girlfriend in the back, no helmet. <laughs> He's like, yeah. She's great. expendable. Yeah. yeah, get on. Just get another one. I, she's just this week's. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, anyway, so yeah. I can't smoke weed anymore. I haven't smoked weed in years because right. I quit. I used to be a pothead. Does everybody know? <laughs> so I was a pothead. Is anybody surprised by that? <laughs> and for years, I mean, I smoked a lot of weed. And, and then I stopped. I thought, this, you know what would be good is if I stopped doing drugs. Right. Uh, so I did. But the plan the, the plan was always, if I stop, I'll be able to go back to it and do it once in a while. And then it'll be fun. I'll be like a normal person who goes to a party and smokes a little weed. So I did. I went back to it. Oh, God. And it was terrible. Yeah. Oh, I was the guy in the corner. I was just like, oh, everything's wrong, and people are looking at me, and I don't know, what, why did I do that thing that I did? And so I was very paranoid. Right. I became very, so I could never do it. Well, I went to a, a beer festival uh, a couple weeks ago. And a brew, I will, uh, unnamed brewer. Right. A professional in the industry. Just choose anyone. Ken Grossman. <laughs> no, it was not. It was not I Ken Grossman. details, but I'm not going to mention those. <laughs> and, he, and he's like, hey, he, I, here's some weed. And I, I was like, well, I can't. Uh, just like that? Just yeah, that's I don't know the, why. the deadpan yeah. delivery? Like, hey. what is, do I look like? Uh, yeah, he just came up to me and he's like, hey, Justin, here's a bag of weed. <laughs> All right. And I saw. Oh, I he gave me a bag too, by the way. <laughs> oh, he did. Yeah. See, but he had different varieties because he. Where was I? He, he said he was quitting or something, right? So he was getting rid of it all. I think. Uh, is that yeah, what that's it was? what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Here's my leftover drugs. Well, he handed me a bag, and it, and I said, I can't. Uh, I don't. I don't do that. And he said, Oh, it's because you don't like to be stoned, right? Like you don't like the feeling of being stoned. I said, Yeah, that's it. I just can't. So he takes the weed back. He goes into his other pocket. And he gives me a different bag of weed, and he said, This is for people who can't smoke weed. So it's like diet weed. It's, it's great. Yeah. yeah. Sounds it's, wonderful. It's non-alcoholic beer. Low love it. calorie. They yeah. had an ingredient list on the side. I love it. So I, I, I didn't do it there at the beer festival that I was at. I, mm-hmm. I took it home, and, uh, and I smoked some weed one night. And it was great. It was like smoking weed again. And, uh, but you didn't get high. Uh, but I didn't. But yes, yeah, good. It, it was maybe it was great because nothing happened. Right. <laughs> I just yeah. I was still just sitting there by myself. Except you burned something and inhaled the, the yeah. fumes, and nothing happened. I think something happened. In but twenty not, years, this is going to get cancer. It's yeah. Great for you. Oh man, I still have all of it because I did like one little. Uh, you did. And I was I did it. <laughs> no Look at this going, guy. No point in going crazy when you're coming out like. Yeah. I did it anally. That's how you do it, oh, right? Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, it's been yeah. a while, but yeah, it's still the same. Two yeah. knuckles, push it. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's why. It absorbs through the prostate scrape. All right. Well, with that lead up, uh, we're just going to take a <laughs> break. Um, and when we come back, we're going to talk to Chris White, who's, who's waiting right here, to talk with us uh, about the brand new uh, White Labs Pure Pitch technology. So stay with us. We're live from Grand Rapids. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Are you a member of the American Homebrewers Association? Well, you should be. Members of the AHA can focus on brewing beer, and the AHA takes care of the rest. The American Homebrewers Association advocates on behalf of homebrewers like you to legalize the hobby in all 50 states and make sure that beer laws make sense. Plus, there are many great benefits that come with your AHA membership, like AHA member deals that give you awesome deals at bars, restaurants, breweries, and more. Zymergy Magazine and E. 
Zymer G for tons of articles, how-tos, easy-to-follow recipes, and news about the hobby you love, and access to the members-only content on homebrewersassociation.org. But the AHA can't do it without your support. Join today so the American Homebrewers Association can keep fighting for your homebrewing rights. Visit homebrewersassociation.org or join now from the homepage of the Brewing Network website. Relax. Don't worry. It's the American Homebrewers Association. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer. Bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Hey guys, JP here. On the show, you've heard us talk about the importance of using the right malt and the freshest ingredients possible for certain styles of beer. As a BJCP judge, I am always impressed when brewers make European beer styles and choose the proper base malts, which is something that really comes through in the finished product. BSG supplies your local shop with premium malt from maltsters like Fireman, Rar, and Crisp. These malts are the real deal for the most authentic beer possible. BSG, Brewer Supply Group, is the source for quality malts. Crisp, Simpsons, and Patagonia are more of the amazing maltsters BSG brings to you. From pilsers to porters, use the right malts for every style of beer with malt from BSG. BSG, quality malt for a quality beer. As a brewer, you already don't settle for second best. You want great-tasting beer, and you want great equipment to make it with. So don't settle for the second-best grain mill. You want a Monster Mill from Monster Brewing Hardware. Monster Mills are tough, come in two- and three-roller designs, and are made right here in the USA from superior materials for longer-lasting performance. Pick the mill that's right for you at MonsterBrewingHardware.com and take Bevo's advice. Trust me, it's always better to have a bigger tool than you think you need. (laughs) Monster Mills have the best warranty in the business. Your satisfaction is guaranteed. Visit MonsterBrewingHardware.com now and check out all the mills and mill accessories. Don't settle for second best. Get a Monster Mill from Monster Brewing Hardware. Customize your bottle opener with Colab Bottle Openers. Choose from a selection of anodized colors to make your new opener really stand out. Personalize a gift with custom engravings or upload your own graphic and get them customized. Colab Bottle Openers are made right here in the USA. Owners Mike and Nicole knew there had to be a better way to make a bottle opener. After years as a machinist cutting custom suspension wrenches for motocross and mountain bikes, Mike brought that machining expertise to the art of opening a beer. Check out their expansive line of bottle openers, like the Craft Brewer, an opener that doesn't destroy the cap. Or there's the credit card-sized Brewer's Card that fits right in your wallet. 
the microbrewer keychain opener, or stick a magnet on their home brewer version and have a fridge-mounted bottle opener. Give your bottle caps some love with a Colab bottle opener at collabbottleopeners.com. For nearly 15 years, homebrewers have been served by one place in Michigan where you can buy yourself a serial killer grain mill. Adventures in Homebrewing. Did you try all those great Michigan beers at the National Homebrewers Conference in San Diego or Seattle? Adventures in Homebrewing delivered. Did you see a great false bottom in your buddy's cooler or brew kettle? Adventures in Homebrewing delivered that. And did you see that great custom-built brew stand? Yep, Adventures in Homebrewing delivered. Since 1999, Adventures in Homebrewing in Taylor, Michigan, Ann Arbor, Michigan, and online at homebrewing.org has been serving home homebrewers across the globe. Check out their innovative 2.5-gallon keg with metal handles, great homebrew kits, and the fully adjustable Serial Killer Grain Mill. Visit them in Philly for the 2013 National Homebrewers Conference. Not going to make it? Check out all the fun of adventures in homebrewing at homebrewing.org. For a limited time, coupon code BNETWORK will slam 10% off your order. Bam! Adventures in homebrewing. Join the adventure at the Great Lakes Home for homebrewing supplies online at homebrewing.org. And don't forget coupon code BNETWORK for a limited time. Join the adventure Adventure today. And now back to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters. On the Brewing Network. What's burning? Something's burning. I, I tell a story about weed and all of a sudden things are burning in here. Nobody else smells that? Something's on fire. We'll find out soon. If I start running, you should too. All right, we're back live from uh, the National Homebrewers Conference in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And hanging out here with a lot of fun people. And we've got some beer in front of us from the good folks at Lagunitas from my home state of California. Although now they're brewing in Chicago as well. And they have kindly donated both uh, daytime and nighttime is what, nice. we, is what we have in front of us. And I'd never had nighttime uh, before this week. It's a, it's a great beer. I think it's a black IPA. And, you, you know, JP's favorite. You poured the black IPA. You, you, just, you didn't know what it was. Uh, yeah, it. I had no idea. Yeah, I had no idea, uh, but it was good. It's it's in your glass right now. Well, I haven't tried it's the, the dark one. The daytime is pretty good. The daytime is great. Uh, a session IPA. Uh, we'll be talking about a session IPA with Tasten, a uh, Tasten, Tasty, <laughs> and Nathan, <laughs> and uh, I just put them together. Tasten. That's it's like they're like the Brennifer, new. Yeah, they're the new uh, Tasten. They're 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 a dynamic duo of brewing. Uh, and and Mills from Crankers who is here from Michigan. We'll be talking about their session IPA that they brewed for our anniversary party. I never got it. Uh, I don't even know about it. Uh, we're gonna try it here today. Nice. Yeah. Now, uh, White Labs uh, was a, a, a proud sponsor of our anniversary party, uh, which we thank you for, Chris. And you were in attendance last night. Were Welcome. you proud? Was it? Is it proud, proud, or are we just assuming that? It was in a baseball stadium. Okay, that was good. Great. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, and I was just assuming it. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Whitey's too nice to say otherwise. Yeah. Uh, did you have fun, Whitey? Yes. Did you dunk anybody in the dunk tank? I did throw two balls at okay. the dunk tank. Who I was missed. in? Oh. Who was in at the time? Nate. Oh, it was Nathan. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Nathan was great in the dunk tank because you're supposed to heckle people, right? Like right. That's why you're getting dunked. And Nathan, he's the nicest person in the world. He has no idea how to heckle. And I was watching him struggle with it. And it would kind of go like this. He's sitting there. And, Nathan, I'm showing you what you He's sitting there, and, and, and this guy's throwing. And he, just, he would just point at him. Like, and you can see him trying to think of mean things to say, and he can't. So he'd just go like, ooh, da. Yeah. And I was, and I, and finally I'm like, Nathan, you're not even, you're just grunting at people. You have to, you have to heckle. So then he, he got words out and they would end up being compliments. He would be like, that was a kind of a good throw. Yeah. 
Uh, or the next one, like the worst it got was, you just threw it a, a little bit soft, but you'll do better next time. My favorite was, oh, this guy's going to do it. <laughs> yes, that was it. You're yeah. encouraging He's him. encouraging Yeah, he's Nathan's a nice guy. So we'll talk to Nate, we'll talk to Nate in a little while uh, <laughs> about their beer. See, um, the fun thing about that was there was games everywhere. Everybody was playing games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's sort of an unusual BN party. Yes. You had activities. Yes. <laughs> that weren't drinking. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, and I'm so kickball. happy. Yeah, we had a kickball game. That's right. We had a, a, a fast pitch. Yeah. Mm. Uh, boxing uh, thing. Yeah. Did uh, you go play games? I, I observed. You observed. I did my normal thing. I yeah. observed. That's right. But I appreciated the activity around me. Well, I figured there there, there were going to be two types of people. There was going to be uh, people who wanted to play, like kids again. Yeah. But even the ones that didn't would have fun watching that happen. The voyeurs, yeah. But I will say this. When we came up with the idea, we, I was, we, we just thought, we, I want people to do something then, other than stand around and drink beer, which is what we're doing all week. And so let's find some activities. Let's make a playground for adults. Mm. But I'll admit that I was—I was really worried that nobody would be into that. I was worried that we would have all this stuff on the field and everyone would still just stand up next to the kegerator. Yeah, it didn't happen that way. Almost instantly, people—they grabbed a beer and they went down on the field. They're playing cornhole, and uh, we wanted to do this stupid kickball game, and we're a bunch of morons playing kickball. Yeah, and we wanted people to come play with us, and uh, I thought maybe we'd get ten volunteers. <laughs> Half the stadium came down to play kickball It was pretty cool, yeah. It was really fun, so I, we might have to do more activity Yeah, fests. the only person who refused to participate in kickball was Tasty. That's true. I was standing next to him when you were calling his name. Yeah, he... I oh, knew so he, he was, was there. I oh, knew he was, he was ignoring oh, me. Oh, man. He probably wasn't even far from the field. <laughs> he was just standing next to a kegerette. You ignored me last night, Tasty. I called you a million times to come be our... You didn't even have to play. You just had to be a first base, and you ignored me. I knew you were doing it. <laughs> oh, he says he didn't want to have a Palmer incident. Yeah. Where is John... Did you guys see that? Oh, my God. John Palmer took a digger like I've never seen. Oh, really? I think, and he he tried to recover and then took a second one and that's, then rolled. That's uh, and there's a lesson to be learned here. If you're gonna, don't play kickball you, <laughs> <laughs> with the BN. Yeah, yeah, don't be us and play kickball. So he kicked the ball and he's running to first and he's running like he, Palmer <laughs> is into it, man. I didn't. I've never seen that happen. But he starts to go down and here's the lesson that, that should be learned. If you start to go down, just go down. Because the recovery is what's worse. Because then you're running, but you're running off balance, right? Your, right. Gra- your center of gravity has already moved past you. And his is pretty out there in the first place. And now your legs are just trying to keep up. Right. So I believe he was at a 45-degree angle from halfway <laughs> the, from home plate to first base before he finally, and it was his face that caught him. Yes. Like he finally fell on his face. So much so that... I was so torn between making fun of him or calling 911. I, I thought he was going to come up bloody. Didn't you guys think, like, he really... So I'm sort of waiting to see his face bef- before I see anything. He was fine. The man's like... He's like a... Uh, he's solid. Yeah, he's pretty solid. He didn't even have a scrape on his face. He landed on his face. He's like, whatever. I'm fine. And I'm going... Are you out or safe? I don't. You're fine. I'm sure because you're moving. Are you out or safe? Yeah, that's all I cared about. I don't care if you're bleeding. <laughs> you, had, you had no. I want to uh, win the game. Right. You shit. Well, I think he's fine. But has anybody seen him since? You've seen him today. It, oh, he, oh! Did he do a seminar today? He did his talk today. Is he in a did wheelchair he, and like an iron lung? <laughs> no, he was fine. Did he have a giant bruise on his face or anything? He's fine. Like it never happened. <laughs> He's the ageless man. He's Dorian Gray. Yeah, that's what it is. It's somewhere a portrait in an attic is aging and being all bloody. It turns out John Palmer's ninety nine. <laughs> 
It's the beer. Yeah. I guess. Wow. Or being real smart. Yeah. One of the two. All right. Well, we had fun. Whitey, thanks for coming out. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good Pleasure. time. All right. So you guys released uh, a new product. Uh, yeah. And I call it a new product because it's not just a packaging. And that's what we, I, I think I want to learn about. Uh, we, so we talk about it's. You call it a pure pitch. Yes. And it's, a, it's a technology. So can you tell us, first of all, why you, you left the vial and went to this? Yes. Uh, it's a long story. Okay. Can you we have a couple it? of hours? <laughs> Can you give us the condensed version? I'll tell you five years of, of a story. Okay. <laughs> In 12 uh, No, really, uh, what kind of keeps me awake at night is thinking about packaging yeast and keeping yeast alive <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, I worry about having a heart attack. <laughs> you worry about yeast. I love it. Yeah. You're too young to worry about that. <laughs> um, so I'm always thinking about, you know, better ways of collecting yeast and things, and um through a combination of uh, some stuff I've seen in pharmaceutical industries and, and some stuff in Europe, I thought that if we could grow yeast, uh, instead of growing it in a fermenter, a propagator, and collecting it and handling it and handling it and handling it and packaging it, if we grew it in film like that, we could seal it right in the propagator itself. Oh, I see. So yeast settles out. We could collect the yeast right in the bottom of a propagator if it's made with a film like that by sealing it. So that was sort of the idea in 2008, and um, I went back to uh, to Denmark to re- recruit one of the guys who worked with us before, Trolls Prawl, and told him about the idea and basically infected him with the thoughts of the idea because once it, you get infected with this idea, uh, it just, like, takes over you. Okay. And this is what mm-hmm. happened to me. It took over me. And regardless of if people like the vial or the other uh, the, the commercial package, I just knew this would be better for the East. Okay. So we started on a mission to try to figure it out. Um and Trolls and I thought we figured it out that one trip on a train ride in, in, uh, in Sweden. Um, so we came, he came back to California. That's where I we do my best thinking, it, by yeah, the way. You know, that train from mountains. Sweden to wherever it goes. Oh, it's a great thinking train. I love it. It was a six-hour train. We thought we had it all figured out. Uh, <laughs> and we built a little prototype in Davis in 2009. And uh, it, it, it took this long, actually, to actually figure it out. It was much more complicated than we thought. Because we're not just hmm. talking about, uh, you know, like, it, let's talk about beer packaging for yeah. a second. Yeah. We're not talking about the difference between replacing a bottling line with a better bottling line or a, or a can, can versus line. a bottle, yeah. It, we're talking about a new way of manufacturing. We're talking about not packaging. Okay. So that was the complicated part. Yeast, it's never been packaged. It's sealed in the container it was cultivated in. So, so what happens now then is it goes from one container, or, or what used to happen, is you grow it in one container, then it has to be transferred to another vessel, is what right. you say. You transfer it to another vessel and another vessel. It's the same technology that uh, Emil Christian Hansen kind of created in Denmark in 1883 when they made the first pure culture. Okay. That's why we're sort of making jokes it's the first big thing in a century. Yeah. Because we're all doing the same thing that uh, Christian Hansen uh, developed in 1883, okay. that pure culture way, in more fancy tanks, but it's the same thing. Um, so this is a really new thing. And uh, I would go to packaging shows to try to find people to help me package this. or you know, And they'd say, well, I don't understand. You're at this packaging show, but you don't want to package. Yeah. I can't help you. <laughs> so <laughs> Wrong show. Everybody just yeah. kept saying, well, I, I, I get the flexible thing. I get the bag thing. Why don't you just buy my high-speed machine and fill these things high-speed? That's all figured out. Like filling ketchup packs or something like that. Yeah. I said, no, that's exactly what I don't want to do. I don't want to handle the yeast. I don't want to put it through a filler. I don't want to handle it. Uh, and, and everybody would scratch their head and, and send me away. So I had to really find – they, they kind of kept pointing to one guy, a professor at um, in, uh, Fort Collins, 
Okay. And um, in, uh, he's basically a rocket scientist. And uh, wow, that's what he does. And he dabbles in packaging equipment and stuff like that to help as out you would, as right. a rocket scientist. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Everyone and, needs a hobby. So his right. name kept coming up, and we we infected him with the idea, and. Um, he liked it, and he's been helping us ever since. So he's developed some machines for us, and some of the so the sealing technology is actually very complicated to seal on liquid with this kind of pressure on a biological entity of yeast. Okay, because it wouldn't, it doesn't want to seal. There's, no. there's a bunch of obstacles oh, no. in between. We learned that in 2009 when we built the first prototype. Making the yeast is fine. I mean, you can make yeast in, in any kind of vessel. Okay. So we spent a lot of time figuring out how to make that prototype. But then actually making these seals, we had spilled yeast after spilled yeast after spilled yeast for years to the point where I was getting very, very frustrated and considering that I was wasting the company's resources. Okay. Mm. I called, uh, so did you Lisa know, White, by the way. I'm yeah. sure of it. She's like, what are she you probably doing? did. I never <laughs> let it up to her probably, but I did, uh, I did call Mike White, you know, brother Mike that, uh, viewers know here probably, our listeners. And I, I remember having a conversation with him one uh, night from Davis where we have that R&D lab saying, Mike, I don't, I don't know if this is going to work. Okay. Um, and I guess I just needed a pep talk. Did, and you he know, gave you one? He did. Yeah. He, oh put, he folded Mike his hands he on did. his stomach and was like, well. Yeah. I would pay good money for a Mike White pep talk. <laughs> yeah. Wow. A very slow Mike <laughs> White, White pep talk. What did he talk. tell you? Just like a he go said, get him tiger? Yeah, it's like, Chris, you know, I've heard this idea a lot. I know you believe in it. It's going to work. You're just having some... Technical difficulties. Yeah. Just keep going on. I, it's something like just keep going on. Yeah. Is what he said. Okay. Yeah. And you, at that point, you had really been working on it for a while. Yeah. Anyway, we were so. we were half a million dollars in on research and stuff and wow. uh, and time wise and uh, and I just the the idea that the yeast would be in such better condition was the drive. You know. Yeah. Just knew we could get there. Okay. Does Lisa sort- Lisa called me for a pep talk too, uh, but it was in a different kind. She's like, "Can you please tell Whitey he's gone nuts? <laughs> this yeah. is an insane idea. It's taking yeah. a long time." Um, but I know how excited you guys all are now. Yeah. Uh, because not only did it work, but you really did, you, you succeeded in, you never handle the yeast now. Right. After we inoculate yeast in the propagator, which is now made out of this film. Uh, it doesn't, you don't make it in this tiny thing, though. No, no. It's a big floor to ceiling uh, uh, film like this. Uh, not quite as high as the ceilings, but pretty high. So it, this is actually two film. There's the inner one you can see through the window. That's the propagator. Okay. And then. Once we cut out the little pieces, as this for a homebrew, we put the skin over it. It has the same properties of the inner film. Uh, for example, it releases CO2 gas. So the pressure never builds up in here, much more than a little bit of gas can, but it'll slowly release CO2. So it won't huh. be in there when you open it. It won't gush anymore. Through the package. Yes. How does it? Because we designed the film. How does it wow. release but not let in? I don't understand how that. Magic. Well, mostly because yeah. it's still under a little pressure. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So, so it's the same of why, like, I could just put tin foil over my, my carboy. Pressure's going yeah. out. and Okay. Yeah. I see. All right. Similar. So yeah. it's a giant uh, bag. Yeah. Right? What is the pro- Do we know what we the material is We use the word flexible vessel. Flexible vessel. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to make this sexy from the beginning. Yeah. <clears throat> bag isn't very sexy. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's a grocery store. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. You should put, like, pin-up art on, the, on each vessel. Oh, they're beautiful machines. Uh, yeah. Oh, they are. Uh so we converted uh, over San Diego to making yeast in those vessels, flexible vessels, a year ago. Okay. So all of our yeast is made in those vessels now. We've just been repackaging until we were ready to say, hey, here's the final product. So we haven't even talked about the new way of making yeast because it kind of seems silly to talk about a new way of making yeast and it's still in a vial. I see. Because then you're packaging. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. So we've been repacking, using the same packaging line and everything we have, even though it's been made in those other propagators. So that part was, that switch was already made. Yeah. Uh, so we have, uh, our clean room is full of these large, uh, propagation, uh, platforms. Uh, then they have the same chilling that a tank would. So we have complete temperature control, which is important in these propagation. We can access that from an iPad or an iPhone anywhere. I could pull it up right now and look at all of our propagators, see all the temperatures, see which ones are cooled, what temperature. You know, we, we run uh, different strains at different temperatures. And so it's, it's key that, that that's still as important in yeast propagation as it is in brewing. Okay. All right. Because we're trying to develop the right health in the yeast. Okay. So all so, that process is the same. You're still doing the same great yeast. It's just a different way right. that it's grown up. Yeah, different way of growing it, which leads to this different package, which sort of looks like we did a different packaging, but we didn't package. How many steps does that fill. alleviate? Well, it, it alleviates uh, – it's a lot of environmental savings because mm-hmm. uh, we're now not cleaning those stainless steel tanks with caustics and acid and acid uh, and all the hosing and everything that goes along with the transfer uh, because when we blow this film, we blow it sterile. Okay. At that temperature, and we keep it sterile. We use filters, and uh, so we can blow the film sterile, so now we're not having to clean and sanitize it. So all those chemicals usage is gone. Uh, the transfer uh, saves uh, a lot of resources there, but it's really about uh, not its not the yeast cell itself not being moved around. I guess that's what I meant. How many, how many uh, steps in transferring the actual yeast product does, that, does this new project uh, alleviate? A couple? Uh, I mean, it doesn't save us any time. Okay. But like, because but, it still but, takes as long to get the yeast. But you're not up. transferring it into another thing, and, right. and, and so I guess what I'm getting at is there's potential for contamination exactly. and, and issues. So before, you know, you'd collect it from a propagator, and mm-hmm. you'd have it in the. We would have it in all these vessels, and then we would fill. So sometimes it would stay okay. in those vessels and never get filled because people forgot about it. So we were we would throw away yeast, or we would look at it and say, "Why this is two weeks old? You know, it's not this week's yeast; it's last week's yeast. Why is it still sitting here? Oh, I forgot about that container." Yeah. So right. uh, a lot of loss would happen like that, and a lot yeah. of time. Sometimes yeast would sit around, and we would have to throw it away. So now that won't happen because there is no intermediate step. Okay. Um, you just grow it and slim it down and right. So how the does box. it get down to that? If it's a giant vessel, right? Is you just like you just start cutting little pieces of it? Yeah, you, you heat seal little pieces of it. Really? Did, does, but that's did, the hard part. And so we uh, <laughs> we filed a patent on it. it. Was patent pending for a long time. That patent just is coming through right now. Okay. Um, that was like kind that's of my, going through. Yeah. That's kind of my next question. Because we had to develop a lot of technology for that. Yeah. Uh, this is yeast that's shipped in the co- uh, container that it was grown in. Basically, that's wow. the main part of the patent. Okay. So That hasn't been done before. Isn't every... I mean, we all know there's other yeast companies, right? And, yeah. And, and, and this development, it's not just cool for White Labs. It's cool for people who make yeast because you've solved a problem. The problem of being having to exchange vessels and contamination. Yeah. And so don't, isn't everybody going to want to solve that problem for themselves now? Well, we pretty much did it for ourselves. But, uh, yeah, it could be. It could be. And that's why we have a patent on it. Yeah. So maybe yeah. we could license that or something in the future. But we were really thinking about our process right now sure. because cause we have to package and ship yeast. Yeah. Uh, say if you're a commercial brewery and you're doing a propagation, you usually just send it right from the propagator into the fermenter so you don't have to worry about packaging and storage. Um, but that's almost what this does. Like, it eliminates that packaging and, st- and packaging too. The storage is still here, but since it releases gas, it has a and it's not handled. It's not beat up in the whole packaging process. Yeah, it has a higher uh, viability over time. Okay. We've already seen much higher viability and vitality really? at six months hmm. versus uh, you know six months in a in a vial. Wow. 
Uh, what do the pros get? Is it like one of these the size of yeah. JP? <laughs> I mean, just Squeeze a, me it, into your beer. Is it just like a, a giant one like it's, that? It's uh, you know, uh, there's a 500 mil size, which we call Nano, uh, which is kind of the smaller breweries use, or they use it for propagation. Okay. And then there's a 1500 mil, which is our seven barrel, and then there's a 2000 mil, uh, two liter, which is our ten barrel. Okay. And then they make uh, combinations out of all that. So if somebody's brewing 20 barrels, they use two of the tens. Got it. Two of the two liter packages, which is very similar to how we're doing now. We ship east to commercial breweries in two liter bottles yep. of different size, different volumes. Okay. So now we don't have that flexibility of just like add another hundred mils or something because we did lose a little flexibility in going in in what we like pour out or whatever or fill in going to something like this because you have to make the machines to do a certain size. Okay. Uh, because you can't just like you can't you're not just it. like pushing a heat seal bar down and like different <laughs> things. You know, it's a machine that puts in exactly the right amount. of that measures the right amount of weight in okay. here, and we have to know oh. that there's the right cell count in yeah. here. And so they're pretty high-end machines. Um, okay. So it's this package, a 500, a 1500, and a 2-liter. Okay. I'm pretty sure I'm realizing right now, I've seen some of this process. I've seen mm-hmm. the, the large vessels. I don't think Whitey trusts me yet. I've known him <laughs> for almost 10 years. I've not seen the part that does the, uh, the sealing. Oh. I, I don't think you trust me. You're, well. This is your secret. Yes, that you, you rem- only share with staff. I remember yeah. seeing some of it in Davis a few years ago. Now right. that we're that having the conversation, yeah, I'm remembering these. I'm like going, oh, you trust JP? Right. I'm a terrible secret <laughs> like giver. I, 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 Edward Snowden. I can learn a lesson or two from him. <laughs> yes. Well, we had to learn uh, in those days. We were just still learning about film. Like mm-hmm. you know, we're used to stainless steel and and even polypropylene, a pharmaceutical plastic. But this whole film industry yeah. is something completely bizarre because you could blow film to be anything. Uh, for uh, six layers, ten layers, two layers, uh, we put UV coating in it um, just to protect uh, the yeast against any possible UV damage. So that window is um, no problem with, yeah, with UV that right there? same kind of material that would be in sunglasses. Okay. Block UV rays. Excellent. Yeah. So we can kind of design. We have so much more control to customize anything than we ever did. Yeah. Before, it was sort of bake the yeast in different sizes and put it in the vial, put it in a two-liter bottle. But now, anything we want to add to this in the future, we can. Okay. Uh, that, especially that's on the outside. The inside of film, you really can't because it's a large piece of a larger propagator. So it's not like it's got all sorts of little features like a a nozzle or a whatever. You yeah. can't put mm-hmm. that all into the propagator. Well, it's great because I remember the the uh, the kind of process you guys went from the other blue kind of the the blue right. top vials to to the th- to the the so, kind of soda bottle blanks right. essentially. All that kind of process. Now you've solved all of that. You make your own, like right. you said. And and we were always. Uh, so that original blue vial, it would leak once in a while. Mm-hmm. So it was really the guys at More Beer across the way here um, that were just pouring some Pliny, by the way. Oh, really? That's a big line over there. How the hell did I miss that? <laughs> All right. Um, I know where you can get some. Don't worry. Oh, good. Yeah. So Chris Graham there with More Beer, you know, I don't know if that was late 80s uh, or so, uh, late 90s, uh, was saying, hey, Chris, you know, we like your yeast, but you got to stop leaking. Yeah. Because when it was just sold in San Diego, no problem, no leaking. I would hand deliver it to somebody. But then when you start shipping around, those old vials would leak. So then I found the uh, vial that we use now, uh, basically in an AMPM. There was candy filled in it, and I thought, that looks like a great package. Uh, on the way to a beer festival, uh, just stopping in to get gas. And so I found out how to get those uh, vials, and those work for a long time. And they're great. They're indestructible. You could drive over them in a car. But uh, the caps on those will bust sometimes, too. Oh. So those wow. actually leak once in a while when they're, you know, you ship... A couple hundred of them in a box, and they're all banging at each other. And sometimes the yeah. vial itself is fine, but the lid can crack. 
Okay. And then they, the yeast leaks. So we think this holds up even stronger than those lids. Because it's all about learning about the ceiling. Can I drive over that with my car? I I don't know, and will man. it survive? I think we have to make that video. Right. We put that video of us uh, on the old vial when we switched to it. We took a, uh, made a video of driving over it with uh, Chris Mueller's van, who was working at Y Labs at the time, throwing it against a wall. Nice. And we put those on our website, and some people still remember that. Was that on Betamax? How long <laughs> yeah, ago those was were that? like uh, laser disc. You know, videos weren't on websites in those days. <laughs> right, that was yeah. like, we had to figure it out. <laughs> you, you sent around tapes. <laughs> yeah. You, you clicked this. on the video and waited five minutes for it to start <laughs> yeah. as it was uploading. Yeah, uh, I, I watched porn then, too. <laughs> uh, should we have JP stand on it? Are you willing? See, I have two questions. It's still a prototype. That's not the real one. So, oh, this one. So, you okay. mean this really didn't come from lot number one, two, three, four, <laughs> five, six, yeah. seven? No, that's a yeah. makeup number. Uh, yeah. I don't know so how you figured sure that out. That uh, because the machine that uh, puts this skin on, which is another machine just to put the last skin on, yeah, uh, is is not even in San Diego yet. Oh, I so see. we're still. Uh, we say this is releasing in the fall, August, September. Right now, we're rolling out the commercial okay. sizes. Uh, we we did a couple hundred of them that way this this week for the first time. The first one went to Singapore on Monday. Excellent. As a brewer there, was, he really wanted to be first. Okay. He saw it at CBC in in um, this year in, in Denver. So we sent it to him, and so we're we're rolling this out for commercial right now. And that's a much simpler machine. I mean, it's. It's not a high-speed machine to put the skin on. Okay. A 500 or whatever. You, it's more of a hand-held, hand-done machine. So, but the ones to put these on for the homebrewers are more high-speed. So that's still on its way. Okay. So we're going to finish the commercial rollout, and then we're going to start re- selling these or releasing these for homebrew. Um, so August, September, you'll probably see them. Okay. So I'm but we wanted to announce it here at NHC because this is the National Homebrew Conference. Yeah. Right. What a great place to talk about it. And uh, we usually don't have a lot of new things at NHC, right? <laughs> a new strain, a new That's this true. or that. Right. So it's actually an exciting conference for us to talk about something new. Yeah. We usually just come over to see Mike White. Right. right. Yeah, but now there's something new to... Yeah. Right. And to get a And pin. Mike's not even here. <laughs> yeah. Why is Mike not here? Oh, boy. It's I don't a whole know. other thing. We had three or four people not show up this year oh, for various boy. reasons. One person got hurt. Oh. Some equipment broke down that people need to stay uh, at fixed at White Labs. Okay. Uh, Mike just forgot about it, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got other things going on. Yeah, he's too right, busy well, for us. I, I'm excited about it, Whitey. I think it's a, it's an amazing technology, and uh, I can't wait to brew. Uh, can I get the first homebrew one and brew a beer with it? Anybody, Anybody listening? Anybody? Can I get the first? <laughs> uh, yes. You know what? That, I'm like the I, last I would say yes, right. but you can't just say it once. You got to be like that guy in Singapore, and every week call. I have to keep hey, bugging hey, you. Are yeah. you ready? Send it to me. Send it to me. Send well, it to me. So I, can I put it back on you and say I, it's your responsibility to make sure you get the first one? No, yeah, no, you're not you know, going to do it. Yeah, I'm you're, worse than you, for one, and I shouldn't be the first one to do it anyway because because you want the beer to be drinkable afterwards. Tasty <laughs> should be the first one to do it. Okay, and I could bug you about that. That is a great idea because at least then it'll be a good beer when it's done. <laughs> like you don't want me to go, I, like I made this shit out of the first vial. Tasty, All right, but I done. get to choose the beer style. <laughs> yep. Come on, I gotta do yeah. something. It's I'm, gonna be a Gruen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A smoked Gruen. Yes. Hefeweizen Imperial Session IPA. And you have to brew it with rocks and not, <laughs> not fire. I, I get to set the. All right, you can do whatever you want. Tasty gets the first vial. I'll keep bugging you about it. It's not a vial. Okay. Uh, oh, it's not a vial. It's what are pitch. these called? A pouch? How are we gonna. We're, we're all gonna have to break that habit, Whitey. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, we call this pure pitch. Pure pitch. All right. All right. Because uh, it's the, pure, pure. the idea that you, you can't contaminate it by packaging it. Yeah. And you pitch it. And it makes you sense. Pitch it. Your pitch. Yeah. All right. 
Well, I think you're gonna you're gonna change us because you you did it with the vial. Like that's now yeah. it's it's like a normal word. Everyone uses it. Right. It's like Kleenex, right? Right. Uh, I still might use the word. I kind of like it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, we didn't start using the word vial. Homebrewers did. Yeah. And we have accepted that as a cool name for it. Yeah. So I, I might still call this a vial. I mean, why? Isn't this a vial? It's a, it's a pure pitch vial. Right. Can I call it, can we break it down and call it a PP? <laughs> yeah. The, the pure pitch. You put some PP in my beer? What's up with the PP? Yeah, we're calling, uh, we, are calling we are using that word. We're using PPB no. at Y Labs for pure pitch barrels, the commercial sizes. Nice. Yeah. You should stop doing that, even in, even internally. <laughs> All right. I've got to get to another segment. It's yeah. been great talking about your package, Whitey, for, for this amount of time. I'm glad you enjoyed talking about my package. <laughs> yeah. All right, pure pitch technology. Uh, by by show of, of, of applause, do we think it's cool? That, that yeah. Huh? All right. Yeah, awesome. Thanks. Good. I've been hearing about this for years. I think yeah. it's very cool. I'm excited to see it out. Great. So, all right. Thanks for being on the show, Whitey. We're gonna take yep. a, a quick thanks, break. Sir. When we come back, we're gonna taste some beer from Crankers uh, that he brewed with uh, Tasty and Nathan. So hang in there. It's the session live from NHC in Grand Rapids, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. What'd you get? More brewing ingredients? Yep. You know what I love about Brewmasters Warehouse? The $6.99 shipping. Well, yeah, but... Oh, the in-store classes for beginning brewers. Yeah, that's cool, but... Oh, oh, the brew builder. Creating and saving your recipes online is awesome. No, I'm... Yes, but... The cheese-making supplies. No. Oh, the wine-making supplies. <sighs> oh, the distilling equipment and liquor flavorings. All that stuff is awesome, yes, but what I really love is that the guy who runs it is totally hot. And, and that brew builder software is awesome. Oh yeah. Brewmasters Warehouse brings you flat rate shipping on great equipment and ingredients to make beer, wine, cheese, and spirits at brewmasterswarehouse.com. And if you're in Georgia, stop by Brewmasters Warehouse Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6. Visit brewmasterswarehouse.com today because it's totally hot. Oh yeah. The biggest. Innovation in Brewer's Yeast in 125 years is here. Yeast that has never been exposed to the environment. See it for yourself at NHC in Grand Rapids. Pure yeast implementation. White Labs. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerone's no beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerone's are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerone's are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. 
Have you ever dreamed of attending the World Brewing Academy? This year, thanks to Lalamond and Anstar, one lucky brewer will make that dream a reality for free. Lalamond and Danstar invite you to enter the Beer School 2015 contest. One lucky grand prize winner will receive fully paid tuition to the 2015 World Brewing Academy web-based concise course in brewing technology worth almost $4,000. From now until December 13, 2014, every Danstar yeast packet you use is your ticket to enter. Visit DanstarYeast.com for the details and to print your official entry form. There's no limit on the number of times you can enter, so get brewing with Danstar and get your entries in to the Danstar 2015 Beer School Contest. Whether you want to build your home brewing skills or build a career as a professional brewer, this course will change the way you think of beer and brewing. Enter at DanstarYeast.com and get the dry yeast advantage with Danstar and Lalamond Premium Brewing Yeast and enter to win. What could be better than great blues music and great beer? Yeah, rock your summer right at the 5th Annual Pleasant Hills Blues and Brews Festival. Saturday, July 19th from noon to 6 p.m. Come enjoy tasty beer, delicious food, and free live music. JB and Dem Review, Frankie G and the Conviction, Jinx Jones and the King Tones, Karumpas Room, and Loose Blues. Unlimited beer tasting and VIP access available at beautiful Pleasant Hill Park. More than 25 of the best in some of the newest Bay area breweries will be on hand like Lagunitas, the 21st Amendment, Sierra Nevada, Heretic, Lost Coast, Rocksteady, and Almanac Brewing. Get your tickets right now for the Blues and Brews Festival at bluesandbrewsfestival.com. And Friday night will be a pre-party concert from 6 to 9 p.m. Come enjoy the music of Lumberyard. Don't miss the Pleasant Hill Blues and Brews Festival for great blues and great brews. Get your tickets today. Hi, I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, it's our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact grain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com I'm Jason Harris, and I approve this message. Get on in here, boys. Um... You're tuned into this session. Because life's too short to listen to crappy radio. All right, welcome back to the program. We're still live here from the National Homebrewers Conference. We're in the Homebrew Expo Hall. I remember when it was called the Hospitality Suite. You remember that, Nate? It, uh, now it's the Expo Hall. Uh, Push will get you all turned on here in a moment. He's still uh, still figuring these things out. I'm going to fuck with him later about this, too. Uh, we're here in the Expo Hall. 
It used the to be deluxe the, expo hall. Yeah. It's not well, now just that the, it's grown, it's big. There are people here with like real booths. Right. Um, it feels more them, like a trade show. It does, uh, but in a good way because we're seeing like uh, there's some amazing gear. Oh yeah. Going around here. Uh, one of the booths uh, are the fine people at homebrewstuff.com. I think if you if the live audience looks to their right, you'd see them right there, and they're wonderful uh, supporters of the Brewing Network, and uh, they always come out to the NHC too and bring you some good things. I think they I think they own a brewery now too uh, in their home state. Um, so great beer people at homebrewstuff.com, and they always support us on the program. So I just wanted to thank them, and it was good to see them out here. I got to party with them at BNA9 last night a little bit, too. They Did you bring them out on the baseball field? They came out and party with us over there, so that was a good time. That was a great party, huh? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> definitely. Uh, it was the most intense party yet It was for the BNAs. I, yeah. We're top it every year. What's with that? You know, I don't know how we're going to keep doing that. I, I do think we've done that. We've stepped it up uh, pretty much every year. Huh? Uh, eventually, there's a ceiling, right? <laughs> On an airplane. Yeah. <laughs> someplace. Mills. Airplane Whoa. party would be amazing. You just yeah. blew my mind. That might have to be BN20. It's going to take a while to get the plane. Really easy to pull off. It's going to take a while for Nathan to build the plane. Exactly. Well, speaking of big round numbers, next year is 10. Next year will be 10. So you better do something. We better do something good for that. I want to own up to something because on one of the session shows uh, sometime back, um, we were having trouble finding a venue. We couldn't find a venue in Grand Rapids, and I think I was talking about it on the show. If there's anybody still here from Michigan, it's you that I'm speaking to. I'm apologizing. Because on the show... I sounded really lackluster about coming out here. Oh. I was a douche. Like, it sounded like, oh, we're, we're oh going God, out there. Oh, God, i got to uh. do this. And a listener uh, pointed it out to me, sent me an email. And what happened was, so I was really lackluster about coming out here. Accidentally, I didn't even realize I was doing it. But I was. and Because I, I couldn't find a venue. Then we found this ballpark. And, and it was amazing. And they said, come out and take a look at it, and we'll let you do anything you want. And every time we threw them another stupid idea, like, well, could we have a kickball game on your field? <laughs> yes. Can we get your mascot out there to do creepy things to him? Yes. And they kept saying, and I got, and as I got excited, I, I go back on the show, and I'm talking about it, and my frustration had left about not finding a venue. So all of a sudden, I'm, I'm excited about coming to Michigan. And they this made it so easy for you. They made it so easy. This listener writes me. He's a very nice man, and he points it out. He just goes, hey, I just want to thank you for now sounding excited about coming here because <laughs> you've been excited about NHC, and a couple weeks ago you just sounded like a douchebag that you have to go to Michigan. <laughs> and I told, I was like, you know what? You're right, and I apologize. I've been having the time of my life, and I think we threw the best party we've ever thrown. The dunk tank was the killer. So, that was he, awesome. And even Nate got in the dunk tank. Oh, yeah. So, anyway, once again, thank you to Michigan folks for, for having us and the AHA uh, for doing this every year and bringing it out here because uh, uh, this, this whole town is my new friend, I think. Uh, I'd like to come back. Not to see you, Mills. I understand. Mills is here from Crankers, which is not in Grand Rapids, but uh, it's now like north. Big Rapids. It's big like rapids. the <laughs> Is there like a medium rapids, rapids and like a sort of rapids? Uh, there's Decent rapids. <laughs> yeah. Bland rapids. They're from Little Trickle. <laughs> so you're down in Big Rapids. Correct. At Cranker's Brewery. Yep. Now, we've had Mills on the, on the program before, so you might have heard him there. Um, and he contacted uh, Nathan Smith uh, yes. uh, to talk about brewing a beer together for this. Is that, is that about how it went? Absolutely. He first had to confess how the BN had corrupted his life. Yeah. <laughs> he blamed us for the fact that his children 
cannot eat sometimes. That makes well. It's Mills true. was a teacher before, so at yes. least it wasn't like he left some high paying gig. <laughs> uh, he kind of left one shitty gig for another shitty. Gig. It was it a part of my twelve step program to yeah. reach out to Nate and be like, "Listen, you guys really messed me up with this." <laughs> right. So, you know. Well, well done making a nice lateral career move. <laughs> yeah. That's what it's all about. <laughs> yeah. That's what it's all about. And so you started brewing at Crankers how long ago? Uh, two years. Okay, so a couple years ago, and then this year, you know, obviously you, you find out the conference is here, so you reach out to Nate. And did you have a beer in mind uh, when you reached out, or were you really just like, hey, guys, I, I want to brew a beer with you. I don't care what. Yeah, that's really where I was coming from with it. Just really wanted to go what, whatever direction he wanted to go. And, Adam really uh, threw it back in my direction and said, you know, what do you think? Okay. We started with a pale ale. And then I we see. brought Tasty in a little bit later, so, kept refining the ideas a little bit more, and then said, well, let's go for it and do Session IPA. So you got to one point. So when you get to Session IPA, you go, all right, well, we got to talk to Tasty now. Exactly. Yeah, sure. We can't do this without Tasty because he's kind of the Session IPA guy. We were starting Dry Hop Pale Ale, and then we're like, well, maybe let's just lower the ABV a little bit more, be good for a conference beer. Okay. And then bring Tasty in. He's been doing some research on that idea and that style. Got it. Then make it a beer that we can all talk about and use for our various talks and NHC-related stuff. So each of you are using the same beer for your discussions. Yes. Do you guys want to try the beer? I mean, we don't have to sit here drinking it in front of you. Will you somebody help me out and just grab the pitcher? Just obviously we don't have much, so give everybody like a one-ounce, whatever you got to well, do. Most people have like a glass. So go ahead, if just you've already got a glass. Not that, don't, yeah, not that beer, go. no. Oh, that's this, not it. Oh, this, this one. This beer. There we go. The red beer. I think that's the, the daytime. People are like, day wow, you guys really knocked it out of the park. <laughs> <laughs> Tastes like Lagunitas. What is this beer called? Uh, BNA, BNA 9 Session IPA. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, Mills wrote to me and was like, hey, you know, can we call it like a hop grenade IPA? <laughs> um, so I'm like really, I'm wounded about that now because I have to, I'm suing everybody in the world. <laughs> have there been some issues? And, well, uh, sue uh, Crankers as well. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> I just, there's You got a, a guy in retainer. We figured we'd set one up for you so you'd get practice at this. Yeah. Well, in particular, there's a brewery in Michigan. And I won't, I won't name the name. But there's very Michigan was using the hot grenades. Oh. So I just gone through this whole thing, and then I didn't want this to like even oh. appear on your menu as hot grenade IPA, and somebody from other brewery oh. goes what in. The fuck? Yeah. Just and, so you know, it is called hot grenade. Ah, oh, damn brewery, it! So. At the brewery. <laughs> oh, sue. Uh, I won't sue Mills. He's too nice. He's like Nate. Uh, no, sue him. That way you're, you know, covering everybody, treating everybody the same way. Yeah. Right? Mills uh, is so nice. It'd be good practice. I'm that's, thinking, you know? that's a good point. <laughs> All right, so we're getting the beer in people's glass here. Why don't you tell us about it? Uh, what is it that we're drinking specifically? Tell us about the ingredients. and This uh, 1048 beer uh, with mostly raw Turo as the base, about 10% Vienna, about 12% Crystal 15. And uh, any other malts we're putting there, Tasty? No, that's just three malts. Just those three malts. Yeah. Uh, mashed at a higher mash temp, 154. Yep. The idea being that we'd keep some body in the beer and keep it from being too much like hop tea or too thin. And uh, we went with about half the bittering coming from an initial 60-minute bittering charge and then the rest of the bittering uh, at Whirlpool. And we're getting bittering at 60 minutes from Magnum. Yep. And at Whirlpool, we're using uh, two new interesting hops from Hops Direct. They're Peterberg Farms, uh, Belma, and Legacy. And then the dry hop, we're using a new experimental variety. doesn't have a name yet, just numbers from uh, Hopsteiner. That's called 05256. I think 05256 is really driving a lot of the aroma in this beer. It has like a very familiar complexity as I like to think about it. It's kind of like a citrus pine and then a lot of dank. You guys know what I'm talking about when I say dank, right? Um, We're talking about weed a lot in this show. I know, right? How's that happening? (laughs) I don't know. Go ahead. (laughs) And that really drives a lot of cool aroma in this beer. Um, The Pewterberg Farms folks are 
uh, nice enough to donate the stuff that we use in the Whirlpool. And then the 05256 came from Faction Brewing in Alameda. So it was nice to have some further collaboration with other hop farms and, and pro brewers on this one, too. So. so it has a nice bitterness, I think, in, in, in a way that you, well, you know it's an IPA, which is what you're going for. But because of the low gravity, that it, it could have been too bitter, right? Is that basically what the problem is? You're too bitter, too thin, or one of the terms Tasty likes to use is hop tea. Hop or tea like, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. And the Tasty was instrumental in the amount of crystal malt, the type of crystal malt, and the mash temp that we finally decided on. <laughs> Give you the confidence to do it, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, tell us a little <laughs> bit about your higher. ideas on that, Tasty. Well, uh, so it's, my, the beer I came up with is, uh, that I came up with earlier was a, a session pail. And uh, 25% of the grist is a combination of uh, Crystal 15, Carol Pills, and Crystal 40. And I met, then, then the rest is like uh, half raw, and then the, the other 25% is a 50-50 split between Maris Otter and, uh, and uh, Castle uh, Pilsner. Uh, the idea being to create a lot of malt complexity, but then that 25% really dexterous malt, even with that, we would mash it at 154, and it creates like a lot of body in the beer. Now, that beer, you can hop it like, uh, almost 70 IBUs. We're, we're doing a 60 here. And as you taste this beer, you have to think to yourself, like, wow, a 60 IBUs is quite a bit for a uh, 4.5% uh, beer. That's that's really what the, what what, you, what you've got in your glass is uh, a small beer with, with a lot of hop character. Okay. And you measured this at 60 yeah, IBU, it, right? It's Mills? a measured IBU it's a measured as well, IBU. yeah. Yep. That's pretty cool. It doesn't necessarily drink like an aggressively hoppy beer, but it has enough hop bitterness to balance that mouthfeel and a little bit of sweetness that you're getting from the the crystal mall. I think that's key to trying to make this style work. You think about those parameters in general, and you can dial it in for your own version of a session sure. IPA. One of the things that kind of blew my mind about this beer, too, is that I always would work with liquid yeast at home, and Mills is really comfortable with working with the um, 04 dry yeast in his brewery, not wanting to change up too many variables so that we could actually nail a really good beer out of the brewery. We stuck with that, and I'm really impressed with the, with the results. Nice and dry. Yep. doesn't seem overly... Uh, estuary year that there were yeast issues. Yeah, it's really clean. It's got yeah. a really, really nice, clean yeast character. We were just talking about that in the brewery, and I think with that with that dry O four for me, I, I really don't start getting that that classic British character out of it until you start getting around uh, over six and a half, seven percent. When we do some strong ales like that, some maltier strong ales, I think those esters start to come out around seven percent a little bit more. Uh, we pitch probably in the mid sixties and then let it run up. Uh, we've also done. Uh, Cal Commons and and Kolsch with 04 and and you can go very very clean with it that that that, that yeast will work through it so and, and it's a badass with diacetyl too oh yeah um, you can yeah 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 just let it raise at the end and and it'll clean it up okay it'll it'll clean it up yeah there's none in there it's a great taste yeah very clean now tasty with the amount of crystal you you kind of alluded to the fact that they could have gone more had you suggested more and they sort of fought back against you like uh, we're really afraid <laughs> to do more were you originally saying more. No, I, I might have been pushing that direction, but I, yeah, I thought uh, the uh, Vienna that that uh, they used uh, was this Durst Vienna, which is yeah. also a, a palate, a building sort of malt as well. So it's it really that and the and the uh, the low level crystal, the crystal fifteen, yeah, uh, which I think it did end up being what percent of the grist? It was like it was about twenty five percent of the grist, right? Or twenty percent or twenty percent? Yeah, that, I think, I think that it was about twenty percent. These like highly dextrous malts. Yeah, so, I mean that's pretty aggressive, right? And I, 
talking to Adam, I mean, he, you know, I could sense that he was a little bit apprehensive about, like, well, what are we going to end up with here? Is this going to be a sweet beer? I've, I, like, I've never done this before. And I know, like, rest assured, we'll be fine here. One of those things that keeps you up at night, Mills. Now, oh, yeah. This, yeah. Now it's not the students attacking you in, actually in class, but it's uh, yeah. what might happen in the brewery. That's right. Well, no more defensive wounds yeah, uh, from yeah. school. But, I can uh, see that. A little insight into Mills. I, I, I'm getting to know you a little better. And you're, like, the most laid-back slash terrified person I, I, I know. Like, you, like you're cool with everything, but inside you, you you must have been a little terrified about this beer because what if what if you screwed it up? Well, yeah, I mean, it's any, any <laughs> yeah. time, anytime you put a beer in front of anybody, it's mortifying. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. and maybe that's weird And we're say, putting it in front of everybody yeah. Well, yeah. in your state. For sure, <laughs> so. for sure, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's always that element to it, you yeah. know, and I think it's, I tell myself it's mildly healthy. You know what I mean? <laughs> to, to be so concerned to... <laughs> about these things, yeah, yeah. But when you don't sleep for eight days, what, like the whole, all the way through fermentation, not healthy. But that, that's where that's where the you know you, you just need to balance the uppers and downers at that point. <laughs> yeah, it's just a. I saw I have a Mills has his sleeping bag and pillow next to the fermenter, yeah. he singing sent me, his songs at night. He sent me daily Rubbing. updates. Yeah, you have to really? check in. Yeah, he's like. Two more Play-Doh. <laughs> All right, Mills, I get it. It'll be fine. I didn't actually sample it today, but I was just really close to the fermenter, and I felt like it was really doing well. So I just wanted to let you know, Nate. Okay, bye. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Message after me- I, yeah. 14 missed calls. <laughs> the beer's fine. Beer's still fine. <laughs> well, I think it came out great. Uh, you guys uh, made an excellent recipe. Uh, you guys didn't brew on site with Mills, so you made the recipe and let him go to town. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, we did it meat color style. Oh, yep. <laughs> just call it in. There you go. <laughs> we totally just called it in. Yeah. Nice. I love the outsourcing. There's a video floating around. Uh, we had a we had a local uh, film kid come in and, and shoot oh, some yeah. video of the brew day. And uh, Where's he, that? he did we a know? real nice job. I, I put it up on Facebook, um, and uh, we'll, we'll bounce it around, too. I shot a copy to Scott. Okay. Uh, as well. Good. Um, so, yeah, feel free to post it wherever. He did a real nice job with it. All right. We'll check nice it out. Job. i got to let you guys know about Siebel real quick. Uh, America's oldest brewing school. More courses than any other brewing school. You know they're here, by the way. You can go talk to them right there. I recommend uh, that you talk to Keith, by the way. He's Keith Lemke. Yeah. He, the guy, he's a maniac. Yep. For what? So you can talk to him about school, and he'll be serious about that. But then uh, talk to him about something else. He'll make he, you laugh. He will, he will definitely make you laugh. Yeah. Uh, more courses than any other school, including advanced home brewing. Uh, craft distilling and beer style courses. He's professional. Uh, the professional level brewing courses available both campus based and web based. Because let's face it, most of us are uh, lazy home brewers sitting at home, and so you could do it, uh, you know, uh, from the web, and that'd be fine too. Uh, the faculty includes some of the best known and most respected instructors uh, in the world in international brewing. So go check them out at uh, SiebelInstitute.com if you're listening live, or if you're standing here in front of me. Go talk to him. You can learn more uh, about brewing. I think one of their courses just happened uh, this week before uh, before NHC. I know that some of the more beer folks uh, were over there, course. and the, might have been one of their home brewing courses. Very but, cool. Uh, yeah, they're good people over there at Siebel. Thanks for supporting the show. All right, guys, we're going to take another uh, quick break and come back and wrap things up. But thanks for uh, sharing the beer with us. You could yep. still go try it again and hear Nate talk about it, right? You're still yeah. doing a presentation tomorrow? I'm talking all about new hops at 10.15 or 10 a.m. tomorrow morning, and this beer will be served at that talk as well. So okay. I'll go deeper into uh, Legacy Belma and 05256 and what I perceive of those hops at that talk as well. So bring your ideas and questions there. Excellent. Thanks. All right, thanks for being here, guys. Uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back in just a minute. You're listening to The Brewcasters, the Brewcasters. on The Brewing Network.
few things happened 30 years ago. ARPANET migrated to TCPIP, and the Internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and the gadget guy Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit Visit the store in Dublin, California, and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at HopTech.com. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you you have a cleaning problem, you need the five star solution. Visit fivestarchemicals.com or call 800 782 7019. 800 782 7019 and get the five star treatment today. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own Magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the Home Brewed Chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your home brew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishef. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read your way to better homebrew. Are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew pots, a high temperature March pump, and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon configurations. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker Pop, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new BrewEasy. 
All right, BN Army, it's trivia time. What's the only homebrew shop with over 1,000 recipe kits, $4.99 shipping on orders over 100 bucks, and is also home of the Wolf Shirt? The one and only answer is Austin Homebrew Supply. For over 20 years, they've specialized in creating recipes such as the best-selling Texas Blonde Ale, Apocalypso, Hot Bomb 2.0, and Double Chocolate Stout. And they just recently unveiled their small grain kits that produce one gallon of beer. Visit Austin Homebrew.com to browse their extensive catalog of equipment and ingredients. They also have many clone recipes of your favorite commercial beers. They're the exclusive retailer of Brew Vent Yeast Fuel as well, Yeast Nutrient, and the all-new Bodybuilder. Follow Austin Homebrew Supply on Google Plus to participate in video hangouts on popular brewing topics. So visit AustinHomebrew.com today and make sure you sign up for their weekly email with news and specials. Austin Homebrew Supply, AustinHomebrew.com. Segmented, demented, fermented, fermented. It's the session. Yeah. All right, welcome back to the show. Thanks for hanging out with us. We're almost done, but we got a, a, just a, a couple of things left to do. I just had a thought hearing that, that intro coming back that, you know, one way to top this year's uh, anniversary party would be to hire Steel Panther to, yeah. to oh. come play uh, the 10th. I'm kind of being serious right now. <laughs> but that would probably cost like $2,000, and that's, that's a lot true. of money, right? That's that's kind of a lot. It, would, it, it might even be like $2,500. Well, that's the high end, yeah, but I feel like maybe they would cut us a deal because we've probably made them $100. <laughs> I mean, I could know. probably up. All right, so tickets this year to the party, and you got dinner and beer. Right. It was 50 bucks. Yeah. If you did the VIP, which got you extra beer and dessert, by the way, that was like 80 bucks. Uh-huh. If we got Steel Panther, I'm sort of doing a poll here, talking to you. If we got Steel Panther to play, right, we, would a hundred dollars be too much to go to the to the beer festival? Nate's like, fuck no. Yeah, Nate's Steel like, whatever, Panther, bro. Yeah, because Nate would get up and do a solo, but so the, the it, lady in the, in the center is like, I don't, I would never. That's just yeah. no. A so hundred dollars to be offended? <laughs> no. <laughs> so not. A, I don't think one person shook their head other than Nate. So. All right, I'm gonna have. To, I'll talk to him. I'll see if I can get him down. How about if we didn't offer dessert and instead, <laughs> yeah, right, ninety nine dollars <laughs> a ticket. All right, I'll figure it out. Uh, hey, next time you're shopping for homebrew supplies, go to KeystoneHomebrew.com and check them out. Keystone's uh, been a, a supporter of ours for a long time. Yeah. Also, and uh, I, I like them very much. They're nice people. Every all our sponsors are nice people to me. There's not a well. Nico's kind of a jerk. Nico's but, the uh, only one who's not a nice yeah, person. Yeah. Otherwise, everyone's great. Everyone. They're yeah. they're nice people, and I screw up their ads all the time too. So I don't know why they're still. Uh, but go to KeystoneHomebrew.com and, and check them out. Just very nice people over here. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime. It is time uh, for our Logic Homebrewer of the Week. And we like to do this from time to time uh, where we bring a, a homebrewer on to talk about uh, how they got into brewing and, and their whole... Because we're all kind of geeks about other homebrewers, too. So uh, we, we like to do this segment. And today we've brought in uh, Mike Sardina. And uh, Mike is currently with Society Brewing Company. And, in fact, he brought you all, if you went to the party, uh, a keg of beer uh, that was poured... Actually, not for everybody, because I think we only stuck it in the VIP room. <laughs> I'm sorry, non-VIP. <laughs> so if you were if you were rich and had the foresight to uh, buy a VIP ticket. I don't even like the VIP thing. It's such a weird thing to do, but I get asked for it all the time. Uh, on yeah. the years that I haven't done it, 
I get yelled at by people who want the v, the VIP. Well, I think originally the VIP were supposed to get in early, and that would be better. But then we had to change we had to change yeah. some things around. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. I still get asked for it every year, so I can't. I mean, I'm happy to do it if it's what people want. I, yeah. I find it odd. No. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, Society Beer was in the VIP room, and uh, uh, so Mike, though, uh, uh, like most of uh, you know pro brewers that we talked to, yeah. started out uh, home brewing before he did that. Yeah. But what I find most interesting about Mike is that he actually left a good job. Like he was a you were a lawyer, right? Yes. Yeah. You mean yeah. Th- this isn't Moby? It's, no, this, no. no. Oh, I oh, thought it was uh, a musician Moby, no. but I, I'd be a lot cooler if I was Shit. Moby, so. I don't know. Uh, toss up. That the leaving law is it's it's a unique thing in brewing. Yeah. For me, because for one, it's a very it could be a very lucrative career. You could have, you know, just lived your life uh, making a lot of money suing people or whatever other thing you you know um, but it's also unique in brewing I think because a lot of people seem to leave yeah. law to get into oh, yeah. to beer making so it must suck Sean O'Sullivan you know <laughs> Sully um, yeah Patrick Grew yep. uh, went to law school as well okay you know, I, I started home brewing law school you did and, uh, yeah um, that's when I really fell in love with you know brewing and, and beer okay during law school then I you know Sat for the California bar exams. Okay, passed it. I uh, was working as a patent litigator in Menlo Park. Okay. And just, you know, miserable job. Right. But again, you know, very certainly very lucrative. So right. I wasn't exaggerating. Literally suing people yes, as yeah, a patent yeah. li- litigator. Yes, yes, sir. Okay. Trial, trial lawyer. But you hated it. Trial lawyer. Ugh. Give me an <laughs> idea. Like, what what, 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 your, what was your income or potential income at, at you, at you six a figures. year? Six figures. Six figures. Starting out. And then to start from there, yeah. you're an idiot. Yeah. So that's like, <laughs> and, now, and, and now you're not like you don't. It's not like you own a brewery either. No, no, no. no. You like sweep the floors or something at, at I, society. Yeah, well, I take out the garbage. I write. <laughs> right. <laughs> I uh, help package. Um, you know, I get to watch Travis mesh in at seven thirty in the morning. It's right. Pretty awesome being a home brewer to be able to do that. You know, I also do a lot of the business stuff. Yeah, you're still young though. Uh, You'll know. lose a match. <laughs> so when you say six figures, that's like a thousand dollars and some change, right? That's yeah, when they, yeah. what they mean when they say six figures. Well, you know, yeah, the, the decimal and then the ones after it. Yeah, that is a yeah. lot of. Money. Dude, I make I make that in a year. <laughs> I made a thousand dollars last year and twenty four cents. <laughs> yeah, and but you do the legal stuff for society I now do. too. Yeah, so I still wear my legal hat from time to time. So, that's so nice. how helpful is that as a yeah. as a brewery to, to have somebody on staff who knows this stuff? It, it's helpful for us, but it's also scares the shit out of me yeah because it's i mean you know the climate you know these days in terms of the trademark stuff and yeah that's just you know the tip of the iceberg sure and it's it's just going to get worse yeah. as yeah. it goes so i don't envy you uh for that side of things but generally you know one good thing about this industry is people are willing to work together if you're reasonable and you approach it in you know the right way yeah usually you can find a solution to usually yeah. it's that one percent of the time that doesn't <laughs> yes. work and it really so sucks per- yeah, well, yeah. yeah well i think a lot of people want to try to get press so they'll push an issue maybe they were otherwise they wouldn't have tried to push. I, I think that's Just to get right. that negative, yeah. you know, oh, we're going to do this and we're not going to stand down and we're going to fight the other guy. Right. Um, and in hopes to kind of build some sort of brand image. And, so uh, do you think I'm wrong that nobody knows how to Google anymore when I'm bitching about people who use a logo? No, no. Uh, that sometimes. They don't know how to Google? That they're just doing it to get publicity? I, I don't know. Maybe sometimes. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe yeah. they're kind of throwing. But I think maybe it's more of uh, the next step where then you go, hey, you need to stop doing this. And then they go, oh, you're trying to crush the small person in the yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. 
But anyway, as a homebrewer, yes, homebrew was the reason I got you know to meet Doug and Travis. It was I reached out to them and said, well, you know, as a homebrewer, I want to make IPA like you guys are making, and yeah. you know, they just do it in a completely different way than any other brewery that I had ever been to. And so you know, it was through a series of emails with Doug and Travis, and they were super forthcoming, you know, with uh, recipes and process and you know dry hop uh, methods that sort of thing and nice. it's just you know back and forth it was like you know, these guys are are awesome and you know when i decided to make that transition which again you know not to toot your horn too much but was very much inspired by the brewing network and you know, kind of do the thing you effing love every day type you know mentality um yeah it was like you know i want to be working you know with these guys i want to be at this brewery and it was very much like a kind of go for it or or yeah screw it up and luckily uh, it, it's been working out so far. So during that process, so so you're working in the legal field, yeah. and you start homebrewing. How long are you homebrewing before you quit the the legal job? So it was about uh, you know three years during law school, and then I was a litigator for three years, so another three years on top of that. And okay. It was um, extract to start all grain. Yeah. Uh, when I had the the lawn, you know, in San Jose, and then back to extract when I moved to San Francisco, you know, on the uh, balcony there. Nice. Um, yeah. And then. Uh, you know, now I, I don't really homebrew. It's more, you know, working with Travis, talking to him, like, why is a recipe like this? You know, what are you doing, you know, with this part of the mash? Or, you know, um, okay, well, well, we wore off for this amount of time. Why? Yeah. And it's just, you know, kind of learning the 20 barrel scale that we have there. Okay. It's interesting to go from extract to all grain back to extract. Yeah. That's kind of kind of suck. But just by, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It was more, you know, I don't have room to store, sure. you, you know, square footage in San Francisco's. But how was the? I, yeah, I, I, I see the point too. Like, did you enjoy the beer as much when you went back to extract, or did you find yourself going, "Oh fuck, I wish I could have made it all great"? Yeah, it, it, it was still the very much you know, the, this beer's fucking great because I made it. It's okay. more of the process to you than the actual. Yeah, and okay. just you know, yeah. being able to you know turn off my iPhone from the the you know partners for uh you know four or five hours and yeah and, you know make a beer. Yeah. Thanks for getting brand specific on your smartphone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, Thanks, JP. Oh, yeah. Awkward touching. Stop it's not touching awkward. me, It's not JP. awkward at all. Don't worry about it. You want, you want to do gay chicken with Mike? It's just two bros uh, uh, having a good time. Gay chicken? Yeah, let's go. Who's go- is, it, is it if we bail out or if he no, bails out? No, he bails out. out. Uh, uh. Uh, y'all know how to like, Y'all want to play along with us? <laughs> Grab come, the guy next to you. Come touch Mike. <laughs> all right, we'll leave that out of this particular. <laughs> there are people here who have never heard the show. They're going, what the fuck? Why does anybody listen to these idiots? I, you guys gave us nutters for the, uh, oh, yeah. of idiots, for the, I think I have a pair. Did you guys see them? The Society Brewing Company gave us branded nutters. And they were amazing. I, I, I wore them in the dunk tank. I, I was, know. You wore Bebo them backwards, wore them. actually, which I was well, confused about because they do have some sort of built-in, you know, component. Yeah, but, and I was trying to figure out how that would feel backwards. I'm like a Ken doll, basically, oh, oh. where there's really, I mean, a six-pack. Of course, right, and fully chiseled oh, yeah. chest, but nothing really to speak of down here, so it's fine. But I wanted the branding because you had the hop grenade yeah, on yeah. one side and then your logo on the other side, yeah. and I wanted people to see that instead of my flat butt. Well, I'm just glad that, you know, we kind of borrowed the, the hop grenade image very liberally, and I'm just glad that you didn't say oh, John, oh, right? Oh, no, the... you just haven't gotten the letter yet. Oh, yeah, oh, it's in your it's, inbox. It's, yeah, oh, don't worry oh, about yeah it. no, my yeah. trademark lawyer is here partying at NHC, <laughs> yeah. so when he gets home and when the hangover is gone, you will be getting a perfect. Uh, cease and Yeah, don't worry perfect. about that. So did you, I couldn't hear as I was grabbing, did you tell the story of Dougie and the Nutters no, at all? No, no. So uh, Dougie was a, uh, Dougie uh, is one of the owners of Society Brewing Company, this great brewery we've been talking about. But he was a listener of ours before that when he was working another job. And he came, and we had at one point in the show 
talked about nutters. Yeah, I think it was a lunch meat thing. In fact, no, well, I do remember on one particular Sunday session, I was wearing them. And I think I jogged in place and one of my balls yes, fell out. That's right. Yes, and, uh, um, yes. look at Nate. Said, yep. It's yeah. Like, Best show ever. And so somehow it became a thing. And, yeah. and we did one of our BN uh, anniversary. Do you have a picture of my balls? Is that what you're about to show? Uh, uh, no. no. Oh, that's me posing in nutters. In the, oh, yeah. that's a, why does he have it on his yeah, phone? That was really, uh, <laughs> that guy parties. Really how did he, uh, that guy parties. I'm going to, um, right. Uh, so, so, <laughs> show, now you gotta show everybody. You gotta walk around yeah, and show around. everybody no, your, that's, all right. uh, that's a private moment. So Dougie showed up at our fourth anniversary party, I believe it San was, Francisco. wearing yeah. nutters. Well, now he's grown up. He's still the same retard he ever was, but he's got a brewery and everything else. Anyhow, he thought he'd, uh, he, he thought he'd give something back to us. So he gave us. Uh, the ability this, to look like a retard. This is not silkscreen. These are oh, like stitched. embroidered. Oh, yeah. Stitched. Uh, got society on one Spare butt no cheek. Expense. And, uh, and I think that's... We might Maybe we should wear them for uh, club night tonight. <laughs> so just walk around. And, yeah. Uh, Our uh, California short tan. Have people. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good, man. Serious. Yeah. Uh, so uh, thanks to, uh, to Dougie and oh, everybody. everybody yeah. uh, uh, yeah. uh, Travis? Travis, yep. yeah, Travis, too. Thank- Travis never talks to me. He's looks at me weird. Is what he is. Uh, but I, I love them all down there, so yeah. thank them, and thank you for Absolutely. bringing the nutters. Society uh, wishes you guys a happy night. Now, do you still homebrew now that you're at a... No, like I said, most of my time is you know spent at the brewery, and it's when I do get the chance to be involved in brewing, it's on, on the 20-barrel system. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Well, thank you for being with us. Thank you for being our Logic Homebrewer of the Week. Uh, brought to you uh, by our friends at Logic, Inc. Uh, you can go to EcologicCleansers.com and check out their Straight A and their One Step. Excellent and completely non-toxic and biodegradable cleaners. Uh, made for homebrewers by homebrewers. EcologicCleansers.com. Go check it out. Yeah. Well, we're going to wrap things up. We're doing All more right. shows from uh, Club Night tonight. In fact, JP is going to do a Dr. Homebrew. That's right. Love that show. uh, They will uh, evaluate a beer uh, right before your very eyes. Of course, the point of Dr. Homebrew is not to judge a beer, but to see if there are flaws and how it could be done better and and help with the process, right? Exactly right. I call it an interactive BJCP score sheet. So uh, uh, quite often, as homebrewers, we'll submit a beer and we want to get feedback. But a lot of the feedback we get is just how it's not to style, not how to change that. And that's what Dr. Homebrew is all about. So we'll have uh, uh, my, my normal guys, Brian and Lee, who are master BJCP judges, are not here. Okay. So we're going to have Nathan and uh, the great Gordon Strong oh. sitting oh. in. So we're going to have a Berliner Weiss and a Maybach, and we're going to judge those and talk to the homebrewers themselves, learn a little bit about their process, how they got the beers to where they, they are, what they want to get out of this whole review. Um, and then I think, actually, the guy who has the Berliner Weiss is going to have a keg of it. So uh, come to the show, hang out for the taping, and uh, you know check it out with us. Sit down over here, John. Come here, Palmer. Palmer. Oh yeah. So we're doing a Doctor Homebrew, and then I think if we have time, we're going to do another session uh, from Club Night tonight too. Although I'm going to be, I might get lazy and and just start and just go to hang out and drink with people. I was hoping just to go to Founders and skip Club Night. (laughs) Skip it all together. No, now you got to work. Now you got to do uh, Doctor Homebrew. How are you guys? Before we go, I wanted to get uh, John Palmer here. Uh, John Palmer, going to (laughs) apologize in advance for the uh, topic. Uh, the embarrassing uh, topic. But you're hermaphrodite, right? Uh, <laughs> Is that right? Okay. I wanted to talk about uh, kickball game yeah, uh, yeah. last night. And I'm looking at you, and 
You look great. Like good. You're a man well, of steel. You know, I think you guys did an awesome job of scripting the whole thing. Oh, yeah. And the special <laughs> effects were awesome. I mean, you know, the same team that was used on Pacific Rim for, you know, those slides and falls. That's who, yeah. That's what you got. If, I mean, you're, if you're just joining us really well. and you didn't hear the beginning of the show or you you didn't see the events, we'll call it. Right. At yes. uh, BNA Night. It was an event. John Palmer running down the first baseline just took a digger like I've never seen before. Well, I was dodging a tag. Was, you, know? you were definitely dodging oh. a tag. But I, what I was discussing was that the where you went wrong was that you tried to recover. Yeah. Had you just gone down, it might not have been so bad. Well, see, I started to tuck, but yeah. then I realized I would be tucking a glass into my ribs as oh, I hit I the ground. Good call. And I thought, that's probably not a good idea. So yes. I, I threw that out in front of me. Okay. Know? And uh, then, yeah. Yeah. So I had a moment when, when this happened to you, John, because I was right there. I was on first base. You went down next to me, and I've got a microphone. I'm talking to people. And it's this moment where I'm like, can I laugh and make and point? Like, or is he bloody and dying? Like, Because you landed on your face, I thought. And I, I kind of waited to see your face come up from the ground to see what the mess was. Yeah. And it was fine, so I laughed and pointed. Good, good. Yeah. Yes. I didn't care about anything. I just wanted to make sure that you were safe on the base. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, was, that would have been important. But Which I don't um, even remember anybody ever tagging you out. Oh, no, he no, got we're tagged. going to look at the, the footage of the that. Other, okay. other people on my team weren't quite as sensitive as me. They yeah. came over and hit him while yeah. he's still on the ground. Yeah, a dude named Logan. I uh, signed his book earlier today. Oh, good. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I almost killed John Palmer. Yeah. The, the famous <laughs> tagger at Grand Rapids 2014. Anything sore? Anything? Any last, bruises? Last night, this arm was feeling like it was squished. Okay. You know, it was Heart like, attack. yeah, it was like, ow. But you know, and then the the broken ankle. That's but that's better. <laughs> but that's better today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for getting down there and playing with us, John I Paul. I enjoyed it. I Good. enjoyed it. Yeah. I was really worried about you for a second, so I'm glad <laughs> that you had fun and. It's kind of an epic moment in homebrew, yeah. I think. I mean, and in front of a stadium full of people, we all got to watch John Palmer take a digger. <laughs> yeah, That's exactly. kind of right. I own it. Be proud of it. I am. I am. I can't wait to show it to my kids. Excellent. <laughs> because I've already ordered the T-shirt. I saw John Palmer take, uh, take yeah. a digger. We'll be selling it online. Everyone all I got was his lousy, broken ankle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. We got to get out of here. Go drink some beer. I do believe that the keynote is going to be happening soon. So uh, you can head over there. And we'll see you all at club night. Uh, thanks for being with us. Uh, we'll do some more shows later. And uh, thanks to all our wonderful sponsors who have been here and the sponsors of BNA9. And uh, most of all, thanks to you listeners for hanging out with us and, and being yeah. so nice to us all week. Yep. It's really great to meet you and, uh, and get to share beer together. So I appreciate that very much. Uh, this has been the session, and we'll see you next time. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Charity Care.